Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that do-re may be for? And Scott Seidenberg. The Spartos, the Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. This is The Sharp Edge. And welcome to another episode of The Sharp Edge alongside the legend, Brandon Lang. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Sharp Edge Sports Betting Podcast wherever you get your podcasts from or check us out on Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. It is week three in the NFL, week four of the college football season. So, Brandon, how are you feeling right now heading into this part of the schedule, both college football and the NFL? I feel like I just went into the champagne room, had some hot fucking say, she's going to go home with me. We're going to go gamble. She's going to get a friend to come home with me. I bought into the hype. Went into the champagne room. She got me for 2000 and she just disappeared. I walk out of there. I'm standing there. It's 4 o'clock in the morning looking at the sky going, you did it again. You just bought into the hype and she got you. She got you. Got you for two dimes, the friend, the ecstasy, the coke. We're going to take it deep till 1 p.m. in the afternoon. I bought into it. I bought into the fact Tulane was the play tonight. I, I, you know, I just I bought into it, you know. To be as hot as I've been, winning month of June, winning month of July, winning month of August, I'm having a winning month of September. I just, when I go into a strip bar, Scott, they can be half Asian. Poodle. I'm done, bro. I'm done. Half Asian doctrine. Half Asian pit bull. I'm I'm done, bro. Here's my credit card. Go. Tulane was that Tulane was that half Asian tonight. Tulane was that half Asian something. Whatever that something you just name it. Scott was there. I, I, listen, Tulane, listen, we we've all been there. <laughs> we, we've all been there. Tulane, Tulane tonight was the half Asian donkey that's what that was tonight i bought into it Tulane played auburn tough they're at home they killed ford international they just beat missouri state 179 to 7 oh, i was there i had the asian her friend the night ecstasy coke we had it all yeah okay nice talking to you. all right let's go but I mean, you know that felt good that's <laughs> Uh, good. I'm, gl- I'm glad you got that out. I'm glad you got that out because you needed to vent you a little should, bit. Because listen, I do, you know, I do about 45, 50 radio shows a week, and they're they're pumping the Believe Podcast Network, and all the radio hosts go, "What do you find over on the Believe Podcast Network?" And I go, "You find uncensored belang. You find me being able to vent about the things <laughs> that drive me." Nuts. Well, well, but Brandon, you realize that the game's not over. As we're recording this right now, and full disclosure, you guys are listening to this podcast. We're recording here on Thursday night. They're in the third quarter. Tulane is down by a touchdown. They could still come back and cover this line for you. Scott, I really believe. Scott, I really believe we've got a better chance of seeing God show up in my bedroom door right now with Jenna Jameson in her prime, Nikki Tyler. Nikki Benz, Lisa Ann, 
from the dead. All of them, bro. Key little coke, thigh high boots, leather and latex at my door right now. Then Tulane covering these numbers. But just in case they do, I'll tell you something right now. If, if Tulane comes back and covers this game, I'm in Vegas right now. If they cover this game, just know I'm going to have a Star Trek moment. I'm going to leave my house. I'll tell my wife I'll see you in the morning. And I am going to go where no man has gone before. <laughs> All right. Well, my play on Thursday night was the under in the first half of the Jaguars and Titans game. It came in, although it, it was kind of scary because the Jaguars scored on their first two possessions and it was 14 nothing before the game even got started. But it was 14 nothing at the end of the first half. And, Brandon, if you're keeping score, that's eight consecutive primetime first half unders every single primetime game in the nfl this year the first thursday night the second thursday night now the third thursday night the monday night doubleheader, the monday night regular games and the sunday night games every single primetime game in the nfl the first half number has gone under eight in a row we'll see if the rams and the browns can make it nine in a row on sunday night football that's what you get on the sharp end ladies and gentlemen you get stats like that they help you make money and that's what we do right here. That's what we do. Well, Brandon, at the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. There's nothing else like football, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sportsbook. Don't forget. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play and it's where you should do. Join now and mybookie will double your first deposit if you use the promo code EDGE100. Do the smart thing, guys. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with mybookie.ag. And don't forget to activate the offer by using the promo code EDGE100. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Let's pick out some college football winners starting with this weekend. Let's start Friday night. How about Utah and USC? The Trojans, a three-and-a-half-point home dog. You know, it, it's so funny, Brandon, because I was so high on Keaton Slovis and this USC passing attack after they dismantled Stanford. But watching Stanford get their rear ends kicked in by UCF, I don't know what to think anymore. USC loses to BYU, and now playing against Utah, who has aspirations of winning the Pac-12 and going to the college football playoff, I don't feel comfortable taking them, but as a home dog, it's just so enticing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what? It it seems like a trap to me. USC 12-4-1 against the spread as a three or more point underdog, 5-1 and one straight up uh, at the L.A. Coliseum. Hard to trust a team laying points on the road since Utah joined the Pac-12 in 2011. They've never won a game at the Coliseum. USC blew the doors off Stanford on this field. I tend to lead toward the home dog, and I'm going to force Utah to show me that they can do something they've not done since joining the Pac-12, and that's win at the L.A. Coliseum. The game that's got my attention 
It was my best bet last Saturday on BrandonLang.com. 75-dimer on Air Force, the Flyboys, plus three and a half over Colorado. They dominated the entire first half, let it get away in the fourth quarter, and then in overtime, punched in the first touchdown and won the game 30-23. Now they're at Boise, getting points, getting eight, and I love them. Boise State, two and ten against the spread at home off a home game the last nine years. And you look at the Flyboys. I think this is Troy Calhoun's best team at Air Force. 5-1-1 one one against the spread as of late against Boise. 13-5 against the spread in game three, including 11-1 against the spread off a win. 6-2 and two straight up, and that number is 8-0 and oh against the spread as a dog. I'm going to tell you something right now. This may be the last the time you get value with Air Force, but keep, a, keep an eye on the fly, boy. I will grab the eight with Air Force. And, you know, you look at Boise State, they're 3-0, and but two of those wins were really not impressive uh, over Florida State, who disappeared in the second half, and a struggling win against Marshall. So, yeah, I'm on board with you. I like that Air Force play. Uh, you look at Saturday's slate, and there's a couple of really good games, some some tight top 25 matchups. Wisconsin-Michigan's a good game. You got Auburn-Texas A&M, a really good game. I'm going to fast forward, and there's other games that I like here, but I'm going to fast forward to Notre Dame against Georgia, Brandon. Georgia is a 14-and-a-half-point home favorite, and honestly, I think it should be more. I don't care what the number next to Notre Dame's name is. Georgia is head and shoulders above everyone else in college football with the exception of Alabama and Clemson. And Notre Dame playing against these top five teams does not do well historically. I have no problem laying the points here because the Bulldogs are going to put a hurting on the Irish. I did a lot of radio shows today. I broke down this game, and I used a very nice analogy and illustration that one of my radio hosts said that's probably one of the best analogies I ever heard. Georgia, Notre Dame. The whole world's talking about Alabama and Clemson. Georgia's kind of like that. Junior, you're in high school, it's your junior year, you're in your class, you're setting up in the front. There's a girl in the back, she's got her hair in a ponytail, she's got glasses on, no one's really paying attention to her. What everybody's paying attention to, Scott, is the two hotties in the front. A couple of blondes, cheerleaders, everybody's trying to vie for their attention. First week of school, nobody's paying attention. Second week of school, nobody's paying attention. Then all of a sudden, the third week of school, this girl in the back, lets her hair down, puts her contacts in, wears a pair of jeans and tucks them in, a little pair of cowboy boots like the girl Footloose. And all of a sudden, you look back and go, whoa, oh, my God, look at this girl. Are you kidding me? And the three or four jocks move from the first two chairs in the front, and they bust a move in the back. And ladies and gentlemen, Clemson and Alabama are the two hotties in the front. And guess what? This weekend, Georgia lets their hair down. They put the contacts in. They put the tight jeans on in the booth. They let the world know, we are here, baby. A little, a little she's all that come. moment. A little she's oh, all that moment for the Bulldogs. Yeah. 
Brandon, yeah. they're my pick. Yeah, I, they're my they're my national champion this year. I, I love the Bulldogs, but you want some numbers to back up. You want some numbers to back up this pick, Brandon. How about since yes, two thousand? Since the year two thousand, Notre Dame just one and seventeen straight up against top five opponents. Zero and four under Brian Kelly. Three of the four losses under Brian Kelly more than two touchdowns. Bulldogs yeah. will blow out the Irish. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a hot day down in Athens and. You know, last two times he's been a double-digit favorite. He's 0-2 against the spread. This is a, you know, Jake Fromm has looked good. They've not really had to step it up and and really do much at this point. But at the end of the day, I just i am not a fan of Brian Kelly. I've gone against uh, them in these big situations. Um, I just don't listen. At the end of the day, it comes down to Ian Book being able to make plays for 60 minutes. And I'm going to tell you something. I just don't think he can. I agree. George is playing. What do you think about this Auburn-Texas A&M game? Uh, it's going to be the first real true road test for Bo Nix, the freshman quarterback at Auburn. He's never seen an atmosphere like College Station. Kyle Field, the 12th man. They're Texas A&M laying three and a half. Kellen Mond actually been playing well. You know, they had that whatever game you want to call it against Clemson. But other than that, this Texas A&M team has looked well. How do you see this one playing out? Auburn struggles to beat Tulane at home 24-6. The same Tulane team that's getting absolutely pumped by Houston. Like they've never played at home. Big game for Willie Fritz, and they just flat out wet the bed. Fuck off, Willie. That's what I think of you. So for Auburn... To struggle with that Tulane team at home, beat them 24-6? You're telling me you're only able to score 24 points against Tulane's defense, but yet you scored 27 against Oregon? Okay, thanks for coming out seeing on campus. I am going to root so hard for Texas A&M. I just am. I want to see Auburn lose. First of all, they buried me in the Oregon game. So based on the fact that I lost the game that I should have won, I – would like to maintain my objective, but at the end of the day, I want Auburn to lose every game the rest of the year. I'm going to pull for Texas A&M. All right, A&M laying three and a half. You got another college game, Brandon, before we uh, shift over to the NFL? I'll tell you what, live dog, live dog, live dog report, live dog report, the SMU Mustangs. I've been following them all year, haven't used them as a best bet, but I've been watching them from afar. I think we're getting some Great value. Sonny Dykes has put together a pretty darn good team here. The Ponies, 3-0 straight up, 3-0 against the spread. And, you know, last year they got beat 42-17. But this is a very, very good SMU team. Head coach Sonny Dykes, 7-2 straight up, 8-0-1 against the spread in his career when coming off consecutive straight up and against the spread wins. I like this team. Getting value here based on TCU's big win over Purdue last week. Don't sleep on this SMU Mustang team. I like them. Let's take all the points Vegas is willing to give us. And you know what? This isn't really a a true road game. You know, these campuses are only about 40 minutes away from each other. So it's not like you're getting a big road game and you have to get the three points for the home team. Getting 10 points on the road for SMU in Fort Worth, that's that's pretty good considering how close it is. And there's going to have they're going to be, you know, their fan base is going to be there. Right? It's not like they have to travel and then stay the whole day. These kids are probably sleeping in their own beds and then traveling the day of the game. So 
I think that that's uh, some really good value there on SMU. Good, good, good pickup. I like that. Well, every once in a while, I'll find a, a dog <laughs> and get it done. You know, you know last what? Saturday it was Air, Air Force, and uh, yep. you know, um, we're, we're sitting here potentially watching Tulane try to tie it up at 28. Maybe there's a little glimmer of hope, but I will be in bed. I've already taken my half ambient, and uh, I, you know, as long as we finish this podcast in the next 10 minutes. Let me give you one. Let me let me give you one quick college one before we go to the NFL. And I'm not sure how many people are going to be on top of this one, but Florida laying two touchdowns against Tennessee. Kyle Trask now at quarterback for the Gators because of the injury to um, to Felipe Franks, and you feel bad for a kid getting injured. But Kyle Trask is better for this offense than Felipe Franks. Dan Mullen's going to find a way to use. His ability, their offense has their offense looked much better once Franks came out of the game last week against Kentucky. I think Florida wins by more than two touchdowns against Tennessee on Saturday. Well, as you break down the numbers for my man, Big Scott, you can find the fact that Florida uh, is seven and three versus the number last ten games in this series, and fourteen five and two against the spread over on the swamp after playing Kentucky. So, uh, you know, you kind of sit back and. And wonder where the Vols are. One and four against the spread in their first road game over the last five years. And uh, I think they're on the right side of the game. Not what I would play, but that's why big Scotty Scott goes with the, the, the big games that make big money. So uh, good luck with that. <laughs> I have no opinion. Let's go to the NFL on Sunday where there are some college football-like spreads, Brandon. The Cowboys, 23-point favorites over the Dolphins. We're going to go to Josh Rosen at the starting quarterback position. The Patriots are 22-point favorites over the Jets in Foxborough. I've never seen multiple games like this in an NFL week. You've been at this a long time. Have you ever seen more? I know sometimes there might be one game that's astronomical. Have you ever seen two games in the same week in the NFL with this high of a spread? No, but the difference is one team's used to doing it and the other one is not used to doing it. Let me, let me, for our listeners here on the podcast, let me explain to them what's going on here. So, and the year they went undefeated, the New England Patriots covered the first 11 games of the year. They went 11-0 straight up, 11-0 against the spread. And, and, and so in covering those 11 straight games to start the year, the last of which was the Patriots coming out of their bye week. They were laying like 19 at Buffalo. I think they won the game 52-10 to 10, or 52 to something, something, something that, in that range. So the next week, Eagles were coming out of their bye week. And Vegas finally said, we've had enough. You've beaten us 11 weeks in a row. We're getting our money back, and they made the Philadelphia Eagles a 23-and-a-half-point road dog with A.J. Feely filling in for Donovan McNabb. The reason I know this is because Sal Pal, Pal of South Antonio, called me up on the phone and said, is this the biggest uh, favorite you've seen in the NFL in quite some time? And I said yes, and the Patriots struggled and won by seven. You look through the first two games of this year. Patriots were a six-and-a-half-point home favorite against Pittsburgh. They won 30-3. to They won by 27. So they beat the Vegas number by 20-and-a-half points. Now, week two, laying 18 at Miami, they won 43 nothing. So they beat that game in the Vegas spread by 25 points, split the difference. They've now beaten the Vegas spread in the first two games by 22-and-a-half, which, ironically enough, is exactly the point spread we have on Sunday. And for me, and for you, and our mothers, and our grandmothers, and our great-grandmothers, and our great-great-grandmothers, in their grave, you can bet 
everything you own. You can bet your children's unborn children's children and their children's children and their children's children into the year 2139. It's not going to matter. The final score of this game is going to be 52 to 3 Patriots. There's nothing Luke Falk on a short week is going to be able to do against a Patriot defense that held Pittsburgh to three, that shut out Miami. And here's how I wrap it all up in a nice bow and tie it for you and slip it under the Christmas tree because Christmas comes early. Are you ready, Scott? Can I get an amen from the congregation? Amen. Brian Flores was the defensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. And he won a Super Bowl with Bill Belichick last year. Bill loves Brian. Brian loves Bill. They break bread together. They're forever linked in the history of Patriot football. Brian is part of the Patriots family. And how did Bill show his respect for Brian? How did Bill show him that he cares about Brian? How did Bill say, Brian, I love you, Brian. I love you, Brian. And how did he show Brian that love? It was up 36 nothing with four minutes to go, and Bill had Brady in the game throwing a touchdown pass to make it 43 nothing. Hey, Brian, bend over because let me call you daddy. So if that doesn't put it in proper perspective, then you're going to do that to a guy that you love. Do you think he's going to pull the gas off the pedal in this game here? You can't make this line high enough, Scott. You can't, man. I'm telling you, this is 52-3 written all over it. Your thoughts? I I agree with you. I'm just thinking about. Yep. I, I don't think I don't I don't think that game is a debate. I think the one that you could look for is maybe the 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 Dolphins with Josh Rosen starting at quarterback. It's a little bit of an unknown. Taco Charlton now playing for the Dolphins, trying to give all the secrets that the Cowboys have. And maybe Dallas, who struggled to put away the, the the Redskins last week, and even the Giants hung in there a little bit with them, despite being pitiful. Maybe 23 is too high. Maybe the Cowboys win this by three touchdowns, win the game by 20, win the game by 21. 23, I, I might be crazy enough to take the Dolphins. I agree. Not a game I'd play, not a game that I would pull a dollar out of my pocket and bet, but Looking at these two big favorites, and by the way, Brandon Lang will be on the sideline in Foxborough for the Patriots and Jet game on Sunday. So a little I like it. I like it. Somewhere else. I may just run up behind Belichick. If they're not covering the number, <laughs> I may just run up behind Belichick, tackle him on the sideline. Our top story this evening, Sports Andy Kemper, Brandon Lang was arrested at Foxborough as he tackled Bill Belichick in the fourth quarter. With three minutes to go, when the Patriots, the sluggish uh, appearance at home, were leading the Jets 23-3, and Belichick instructed Tom Brady to take a knee. Lang, who was on the sideline for the game with the sideline pass, tackled Belichick before he was pulled off with multiple players and Patriots staff. Lang is being held without bail at the Foxborough County Jail. More details on this story as it develops. Now, if I did that, can you imagine the legendary status that I would have if I truly did that? <laughs> and by the way, 
if I lay 22 and a half and make it my best bet, I will run out on the field and tackle somebody to make this happen. <laughs> that's, the de- that's the dedication I have to my, my, my clients, Scott. That's the dedication I have, brother. All right, let's run through a couple more some of the, couple more of these games. Uh, I think that the Ravens and Chiefs has the potential to be a real shootout. 52.5 is the total there. Uh, the way that Lamar Jackson's playing quarterback is fantastic. We all know what Patrick Mahomes and that offense is capable of. 52.5 uh, could be uh, not high enough for those two teams. I also look at Daniel Jones making his first career start for the Giants in Tampa, and the Bucks are laying six points. No risk it, no biscuit. Bruce Arians, Todd Bowles, back together again. Eli Manning's not the problem. Daniel Jones not the problem. You got no offensive line. And you got, got no, no defense. Line. You got nothing. So it's not going to matter. I think Tampa Bay rolls this team. And you yep. got major problems, major problems in New York. He's not the answer. Eli was the fall guy, but the team is just that much worse than people think. So that's the first game that I kind of look at. I'll tell you what, man. If you're the L.A. Rams, you traveled all the way over to Carolina week one, struggled to beat the Panthers 30-28. Traveled all the way back home to, to, to L.A., emotional, hard-fought, gut-wrenching win over the New Orleans Saints. Now you turn around and got to catch another flight all the way over to the East Coast to take on this team here. For me, the Browns are back in their familiar role as a home dog. I like them here to shock the world and win the game outright. Love it. Primetime home dog. I'm always going to lean with you on that one. Uh, any other spots that you're picking out here? I mean, I look at the Falcons plus one and a half on the road in Indianapolis. Um, I think the the Bills against the Bengals. I think the Bills have been looking good all season. I like them laying the points in this one. Any other games stand out, Brandon? Week one, I had Arizona plus two and a half. They came back in the fourth quarter. Kyler Murray looked like Joe Montana. They covered the numbers, should have won a game outright. Week two, they go to Baltimore last week. They're inside the Ravens' five-yard line three times. Uh, they settled for field goals. They dominated the game. Kyler Murray, 27 of 40 for well over 300 yards. I, I just think Arizona is being undervalued here. Todd Bowles doing a great job as defense coordinator. I, listen, I had him plus two and a half over Detroit. I'll come right back and take him plus two and a half at home. Over Cam Newton. I listen. Over, well, Cam Newton might not play in that game, so it might right, be not might be Kyle so, Allen. Yes. What I what I love about this is breaking down the numbers. Um, it, it's just a, a situational play where I think you know, listen. You put up those kind of numbers against a Ravens defense on the road. Um, this is a situation where the the Thursday night loser. Is two and eleven against the spread as a road chalk next game out. Arizona seven and one against the spread in the second home game of the season. Give me the Arizona Cardinals outright. I be lying. So those are some picks that we like here for this weekend, college football and the NFL. And be sure to head to brandonlang.com for some more picks, right? Absolutely. One day free all access pass. So if you've never been. 
Saturday, Sunday, get every best bet of my handicap is absolutely free. Ten best bets. You'll got to pay for a dime at the top of the top of the website. And uh, I hope we've been able to entertain you in a colorful way, as I always do. And uh, I don't know what's going on in the Tulane Houston game. I don't want to know as we end this podcast. I just going to go brush my teeth and I'm going to go to bed and I will wake up a winner or a loser. But I can tell you this: if you put a gun to my head right now, as of 10:42 Eastern on Thursday night, September 19th, 2019, I assure you, I have no confidence whatsoever that if Tulane does figure out a way to come back and win this game, it will be nothing more than a field goal unless the game goes to overtime and I score the first touchdown in overtime and get a hold of like I did with Air Force last week over Colorado State. That's it. That's all I got to say. I wish I could throw out some more F-bombs, but Scott says we have a censorship issue. We need to talk about that. I got to get with Bron because I need to vent a little more. But other than that, <laughs> go, go get some sleep. <laughs> all right, bud. See you, man. Later. There he is, the legend, Brandon Lang. Be sure to check out brandonlang.com for all of his picks. And you can always follow me on Twitter at scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review The Sharp Edge wherever you get your podcasts from. You can check us out. We're a part of the Believe Podcast Network at believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. I'll post some picks on Twitter this weekend, so you want to make sure that you follow me there at scottsonair again. And S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll be back next week with another episode of The Sharp Edge. Until then, good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.